Howdy everyone, it's Michelle. Well, we're here, the final episode of Brotherhood. But not the final episode of the podcast, more on that later. You may have noticed this week's episode is super long. We talked so much about Fullmetal Alchemist that we decided to release an extra long version of the podcast to our listeners. However, Patreon subscribers will get access to an even longer cut of the episode, so if you want to hear that, go to patreon.com slash fmanalysts, where just for $2 you'll get extended editions of each episode a week early. Other than that, enjoy the show. I was just telling Michelle, and I think this is a great anecdote to sort of start the podcast off, you know, like that you got to try new things. Like we were talking about Squid Game and I'm like, I don't know if I want to watch it. I don't know if I want to watch it. Everyone says it's going to be great, but I'm not sure. And sometimes I have a tendency to hate things for no reason, you know, so I try to push myself. And I just remembered like that time that everyone told me to watch or to read the Da Vinci Code. And I was like, no, I don't want to read it. I don't want to read it. And then I read it and I was right. I tried so hard and got so far, but in the end, it's the final episode of Full Metal Analyst Brotherhood. Welcome to our show where free riders analyze each and every episode of Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. I'm Michelle. I'm Arthur. And I'm Mike. Our guest today is writer and podcaster. You've heard him before. We had to have him again. Last time we had him was episode 40, which was the episode that changed everything. And now we have him for episode 64 the final episode so please welcome to the show carlo jaeger rodriguez ah, and the crowd goes wild it's me hey. it's carlo hi how you doing guys thanks for having welcome me back. back on how exciting episode 64 this is it this We've is done it. it it's over 64 episodes guys We've actually done probably like 70 because there's bonuses and other stuff <laughs> You know when we started this our lives were very different all of us Yeah I was unemployed and now I'm unemployed. Mm. <laughs> I've looped all the way back around. <laughs> yes, this week's episode is The Journey's End, or just Journey's End. It was directed by Yasuhiro Irie. This is his first episode, but he is the director of the whole series. This is the only episode he officially directed, although he did storyboard direction for a bunch of other episodes. He's also worked on the 2003 FMA show Cowboy Bebop. Digimon, XL Saga, and the original JoJo's Bizarre Adventure OVA from 1993. This is his first and final episode, so sound out the cannon. I guess we don't have to do that. Wow. We don't have to forget. So this guy, he directed this episode only? Yeah, he's a series director, though. So I guess he was like, the last one is all mine. It's mine. <laughs> and it was written by Hiroshi Onogi, head writer of the show. This is his last episode. Now it's time for our improvised recap. This is the moment in the podcast where one of us will do a 21 second improvised recap of this week's episode. And that person will be decided by the roll of a dice. If it lands on one, it's me. If it lands on two, it's Arthur. If it lands on three, it's Mike. If it lands on four, it's our guest, Carlo. So let's roll the dice. Mm -hmm. Please not me, because there's way too fucking much in this one. I just said it. It's one. Of yes. course. <laughs> Thank God. Three, two, one, go. Uh, uh, they get their bodies back and then they go home and Weary's happy and uh, Roy goes to Ishval and Scar goes to Ishval and then they visit Alicia and Ling goes home and oh my god oh and then they travel uh, Alphonse and Ed travel to opposite sides to study alchemy and all the stuff and, and I'm like okay whatever <laughs> I couldn't possibly sum everything up I'm sorry so much happened on this. Don't forget that uh, Ed actually makes the most 
alchemy nerd proposal ever. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. That was so Ed cringy. proposes to Winry. Yeah. It was hard to watch, but it was also emotionally satisfying. That scene is a microcosm of the whole show because you've got this human need that's being interrupted by like a system that wasn't designed to be fair or human. And then somebody is like, actually, why do we have to follow the system? Why can't we just do things our own way? And that's what, how they achieve happiness. So That's beautiful. Michelle, that might be the best point you've ever made. It's the last positive thing I'll say about this episode. Let's sound the <laughs> cannon out for the last positive thing Michelle will ever no, say. No, it's not the last positive thing. <laughs> I, I only have like one problem with this episode, but I'll save that for later whenever it comes up. We could probably thank uh, Colonel Mustang uh, for making sure that the trains run on time. That was some bullshit. Like, look, I actually really like this episode, but... <laughs> I find it very strange that everyone is just so okay with using the souls of a genocide on restoring the new Fuhrer's eyesight so that he can be nice to them now. Like, ooh, I find that very uncomfortable. I don't think that's correct at all. I, okay, you know what, let's talk, yeah, I totally agree with you. I, I hated that. The thing is, that's really funny. That whole scene, I was like, is he actually going to show some character growth? Is he going to be like, no, I fucked up. I have to deal with the consequences of my action. Yeah. I have to, I'm going to be blind, but I'm going to be the best you ever while still being blind. That's what I wanted. And then he's like, nope, I'll use it. I'll Go use ahead. It. <laughs> what is it like 10,000 souls per eye or what is it? <laughs> you have a philosopher's stone full of the souls of Ooh. dead people that have been genocided and made into a slurry. Sure. Yoinks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, what? he didn't even bother to change like the title he's still calling himself a Fuhrer and you're like what the fuck dude like yeah I th they should have like I, I was hoping he was gonna be like yeah no I, let's use this to like restore something nice for this violence <laughs> let's build them some you know I don't know like infrastructure that we knocked down or something you know what I mean like let's use this philosopher's stone to make amends or in some way but not but yeah that was at very least, he like passed. He's like, well, we should make sure that someone else gets it first. But even that was weird because it's not like he wasn't part of the military machine that did this too. the uh, havoc. Right. There's a lot of weird turnabouts in sort of allegiances and whatnot up until this point, which, you know, to be honest with you, it's, it's I guess it's I'm looking at it from sort of like a more adult framing. And I don't know that I'm going to ever be satisfied with just how sort of simplified a lot of these things are along with just the plain fact that like okay so these homunculi have been you know like in the previous episodes if we can just divert just briefly the previous episodes where the homunculi are just like oh yeah i'm gonna be good now and you're like N no that's not how that works the pride stuff is so like wait 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 let's <laughs> They seem to like directly acknowledge it. They're like, hey, if this kid ever starts doing things weird, you better tell us. And then the mom is like, don't worry, I won't let him. What? <laughs> what? Well, also, like, what the fuck kind of like burden is that on her? Like, that's not her, like her responsibility. Like somehow it, it becomes like this weird argument that somehow she's in charge of the nurturing that's going to make sure that Selim does not turn back into, you know, the little homunculi that he was, little evil omen child. Yeah. Okay, look, I have some thoughts on that, though. Like, I think it's okay. I think that's actually good. I, th I like that. Because, you know, all of the homunculi, all of them, at some point or another, showed that they had a human side. You know what I mean? That they had some humanity to them, that they were redeemable on some level. Like, all of them, like, you know, 
they showed like love or they showed care or they cared about something or they were sad when they died or they even the Fuhrer, even King Bradley was like thinking about his wife when he died, the one decision he ever made for himself. You know what I mean? Like they're, mm-hmm. they all had something human about them. And I, and I, you know, it's like interesting to see like, well, what if one of them wasn't raised by a psychopathic, strange God thing? You know what I mean? Like, like maybe but the he- thing is, if we're saying that the problem with the homunculi was nurture as opposed to nature mm-hmm. i would have liked to see more an of example of that yeah before what about greed well but greed was still <laughs> like that's the thing greed was still they had two different greeds and they were the same even though they had different upbringings like the first greed and the second greed marched towards similar endpoints where they were greedy but they wanted to have their own thing and so that's why they betrayed father even though both of them had two different upbringings, I don't know what the first greed went through, but the second yeah, greed had Ling. I think, like, without his Philosopher's Stone, is Pride still Pride, or is he just kind of a kid? Like, like, does he have the potential to become the Shadow Controller Pride? Like, what is he? Like, that's what I want to know. The scene with Mustang in the manga... Did I say it wrong? No, you got it right the first time. In the <laughs> manga, what happens there is that, like, in that scene, Mustang is not, like planning how to save Ishval when Dr. Marker goes to talk to him. Mustang is already like, I fucked up. I'm sitting, I'm dead. I'm done. And then Marco is like, I'll give you a philosopher's stone, but only if you promise to like reform the way that a mistress deals with Ishval and give their land back. And that's when Mustang agrees. And I gotta be honest with you. I hate both of these. I would have preferred the second one. <laughs> they never actually fulfilled their promise of bringing democracy to a mistress, no. did they? No. Well, see, you, you can't do that right away. See, do you want another Fuhrer? I mean, that's how you get another. That's how you get Bradley again. Okay. Man, I, I just when they were like Scar, why don't we want you to help us rebuild Ishval? And I just want to be like, why does a mistress need to be? Scar thing. Yes, his murders were in some ways justified. But he is a mass murderer, like, <laughs> right? And they are like, you're totally pardoned <laughs> by the yeah, way, Scar. You're one hundred percent pardoned uh, from <laughs> everything you've done. Uh, go help out this guy. I also found it really weird that scene where, apart from like just giving a full pardon, that scene where he turns around and is like, ah, I don't even yeah. have a name anymore. Just call me whatever you want. It it seemed really like I don't see color anymore. Yeah, she's like, all right, fuck face. See you later. <laughs> you were fuck face from now on. <laughs> At the end, when Fuhrer Grauman was like, yeah, Olivier is still fighting our wars in the north and with Iron Fist. I was just like, wait a second. Why are wait, they fighting wars in the north? Why are they fighting wars in the north? <laughs> yeah, like, is, things are still the same there? Like, did nothing change? Yeah, they're still fighting drachma. Yeah, it kind of goes back to, there's a point that uh, our previous guest, Emma Bauer, said on her video where it's like, these 20 episodes have been about the future of a mistress as a country, about, like, cleaning out the corruption so that a mistress can have a bright future. And then this episode, the Eric Brothers are just like, peace, guys, good luck. They, they care more about, like, what's going to be the future of Ling and, and Shing than the future of their own country. It just feels kind of weird that it could be like, yeah, guys, all right, have fun. Fix the country. You do still end up with a country, a mistress, that has, like, this really large military kind of has to justify its own existence, mm-hmm. you know? So but I think... Guys, it's only been a couple of months since they yeah. changed, okay? So, you know... It's only been as, about as long as it takes for a bean to grow up into a little boy. <laughs> I just wanted to say how much I actually did really like the scene where they come back. That, that was, was emotional. That was probably the best scene in the... It was emotional. In this episode, you know, like, 
they really built up to it and the music is swelling and like Winry hears the line like hey stop that tickles and like you know what that means because he's not a metal boy anymore because metal boys can't be tickled and <laughs> as much as Winry was sidelined for the past season uh-huh. this moment was really awesome closure that I like it's what it's all about it's how it started and how it had to end them coming home like that is the pinnacle like that is the whole thing I got emotional like watching them run out and like yeah, rolling on the ground like it was, was that it was, was hard not to a, feel it. <laughs> it was hard not to feel it. Yeah. And he, the dog didn't recognize him. And he has a little metal leg. A little metal. I expected the dog's children to have little metal legs, but I, you know, that's not how it works. Got <laughs> <laughs> so, a whole litter of nuts and bolts. <laughs> you know, that's not how it works, as it turns out. Quick Google search revealed. On the topic, okay, so real quick, on the topic of things that made me go, hmm, I just had to bring something up. And that is the fact that there's a scene with Ling. He talks to May and he's like, I'm going to protect your entire clan. Don't worry about it. Yes. I've decided not to, not to wipe out all the clans anymore. As has been tradition for the last thousand years. We've it's I'm sure. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Remember how this was a thing? Yeah. I'm not going to do it anymore. I was watching that scene and I kind of thought about it. And I was like, somebody correct me if I'm wrong. Is this the first time they've talked in the entire show? Yes. I, I was like really <laughs> thinking about that. I was like, these two guys know each other. <laughs> <laughs> You want to know what's worse? Huh. I read on the wiki, they're half siblings. Because they're emperors, they're dad. Like, they never talked in the show, so you're like, oh, okay. A lot of people have relationships like that with their half siblings. Yeah, well, I mean, what a lot of people don't know is that Michelle and Mike and I are all siblings. Yep. <gasps> Does this mean I have a green card? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Well, you ask dad about it, you know. <laughs> I can't. He's traveling the country. Yeah, you can't because he's he's sowing souls around the world right now. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of outrageous reactions, it's time for us to bring on the classical music. Welcome to First Take Theater, reading actual posts from people who watch the show as it aired. reaction is surprisingly positive, but it's most likely because, one, the first series was so overwhelmingly melancholy throughout, and two, the ending of Brotherhood was very absolute and provided relief for longtime fans of the show that had anticipation from the plot's buildup from reading the manga and then switching to the anime. Manga. Oh, and three, Brotherhood ended almost immediately after the manga, which once manga. again rewarded the patient and longtime fans. Personally, I thought that shit was crap. It was one bitch and nearly no liquor. I ain't never been a fan of no testicle festival. Scratch that, two bitches, but only one was giving up the ass. I'm sorry. Where a bunch of N-words is fighting. Who cares if the fate of a world, country, arm, leg, or cheeseburger hangs in the balance? The only way that this can be fixed with me is if the Philosopher's Stone is symbolic of some quality California ganja. And Ed's quest to regain his right hand is an euphemism for him trying to beat his meat. Both of his additions would make the show far more relatable in this humble man's opinion. I'm so surprised that that was a man's opinion. Wow. So, uh, so you managed to find an actual insane person for this one. I just have two words. Hmm. Dudes rock. Dudes rock. More dudes. This guy sure has opinions. I'll tell you that much. You should have a YouTube Finally, channel. a show for dudes. What about a show for dudes, by dudes, about dudes? Let's see that. 
That was that was just T, that was just TNT. That's Can you remember yeah. that? I think the that was just show. largely network television for a while. It was like five dudes, four dudes, and also the dudes kiss. Yeah, dudes kissing all the time. <laughs> well, I mean, that, you're just you just reinvented ancient Greece. Thank you. That was a wild party. <laughs> Mike just invented a uh, Spike TV again. Yeah. <laughs> I remember Spike TV, dude. I saw I got an email this morning about G4 coming back on television, so anything's possible. <laughs> mm-hmm. I should say, somebody, the first response to this post, somebody quoted the whole thing and just wrote, what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you, I was thinking that <laughs> throughout the entire reading of it. Uh, Mike? Um, yeah? <laughs> are you ready for this? <laughs> yeah. You know what we gotta do. Oh, I think I do. It's time for the final... <laughs> Alright, you wanna say it? Oh, no, you say it. <laughs> Let's oh, do did. it together. One, two, okay, three. Panda, Panda talk. talk. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> This is the best thing I've ever heard. My God, it's full of pandas. <laughs> They're all pandas, all of them. I'll just say that the panda was definitely in this episode. And I was watching it with my dear friend. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. And they're like, look at that cute little panda. And I was like, yeah, right? <laughs> and you know what? To elicit that kind of emotional response in the final episode, that's good writing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely the writing that makes the panda. Is the panda like a really black and white issue on this podcast? Oh. And you know what? Let me, because we're never going to have another one, let me just get this off my chest. I'm just kidding. Michelle is right. I found the panda cute, but probably not the most redeemable, interesting character ever. I think that the panda had a moment where it was the strongest it ever was going to be. And that moment was when the panda was helping May in a flashback sequence carry bales of hay on its little back. And that was the moment where I was like all in on the panda. And it's been a long time since we had that kind of like narrative depth in the panda's backstory. I think the the series is weaker for it. I, think I the, see. I loved it. I, I really enjoyed this. I love Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. It's going to mean something to me forever. I'll get a tattoo one day. But you know, wow, Mike, you want to just uh, take this knife out of my back real quick? <laughs> I mean, don't don't don't. don't I'll, I'll take the knife because I gotta come clean. I actually love the panda. And I've what been playing fuck? it for comedic purposes. <laughs> oh, holy shit! <laughs> you like my the panda show? Yeah, I like so. Right did we just now. change? Did we just switch places? Betrayal. Yes. <laughs> Betrayal. Honestly, very curious. You know, you only think that the panda is interesting when it's doing work. Hmm. No. Curious. Look. Whoa. Very, very interesting. <laughs> wait, wait, yeah, we got him. We got him. Got him. Wait and a so second he's, now. Im- he's like an immigrant to this country and he's no. only useful. Look, I just hmm. think that pandas have done so much since they come to Amesterus and they started w- and they started with nothing. <laughs> 
<laughs> just bring down a brand new stamp. Cancel. Cancel. <laughs> I just got canceled. <laughs> okay, well, look, I'm sorry. And, you know, I, I'm sure there's a way I could come back. I, I just want to know. I just want you to know that my feelings for the panda are complicated. I want to love the panda, but what is it really doing in the story, but just following May around? And what is May really doing in the story, but just being in it? What is Panda, if not May persevering? Yeah. In a way, oh, like, no, 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 no. Look, I love, I love whenever we see the Panda because I think it's cute and I like how it mirrors May's movements, but I am a little like, what the fuck though? You know, like, <laughs> yeah, I only have, I only have one thing to say to the Panda. Na 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 na. Hey hey hey. Goodbye. Here's my final point and point. There's a moment in the end of this episode where Al's talking to Grace and Alicia. Which I find was really interesting because it's kind of like tying it back to the beginning, refreshing them on all that's happened. And all says that like we're still haunted by the memories of what happened to Nina. And then they immediately smash cut to food. Yes, that that was <laughs> fucked up, and that was symbolic of like how poorly sometimes this show can manage comedy and seriousness. Right. But the thing I wanted to bring up is that later on, when they're going off on their new quest, when they're going off on their two journeys, they explicitly say that the reason they're doing this is because they want to figure out how to make sure that things like what happened to Nina, don't happen again. And I think it's really interesting that we've been through 60 episodes of them discovering conspiracies, them losing other people, other characters dying, that them figuring out that there's actually like an evil being at the center uh, underground, you know, that there's father, they're fighting homunculus. And still the thing that powers them at the end is Nina. And to me, I take that in two ways. I take that the cynical way where it's like, it's a show of how like, Nothing has compared to that episode since then, that story. Like, nothing has gotten to that story because nothing so far has been as connected to their characters as that story. And on the other side, I say, like, what a really smart idea to have such a defining story where it's like, you can see that they have been powered by this, by Nina, since then. Like, everything they've done so far, they have been powered by Nina in a certain way. So I take it, I take it on the good and I take it on the bad. And I wanted to know what you all thought about that. Is Nina the one with the robotic legs? Oh my god, Mike, what the fuck? It's the dog girl! The one that gets turned into a dog! Dude, oh, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. I'm okay. Oh, come on, don't do that to me. Don't do that to me. That I, I actually fell for that for a second. Well, we know what the clip's gonna be. That's funny. You know, I, I don't know that I had thought about it, honestly. I, you bring up an interesting point. I guess I hadn't really looped it back to that, so I'm just mulling it over. I want to talk about it. I actually think that's a great question. I just couldn't help it. <laughs> I'm sorry. That is a really good question, Michelle. Like, I think, I, I think it's a little bit of a lost opportunity. I think that they don't really do that very much. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I think it's cool that they mention it at the end. Every time they bring it up, I think it works, but I do feel like it's a little like... Did they do that? <laughs> you know, are is that something that really bothers them? Like, I know it was fucked up, but like, 
I, I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe it's like considering what you saw after. Right. Is that really the most fucked up thing you've seen so far? Yeah, I don't know. Like, look, I think that the end of this episode or the end of this show, like, it feels like you could do another Full Metal Alchemist series, right? right. I don't know. It feels like there's a I lot. I hope they never there. do, but you could probably do it. But I hope they never do. Uh, yeah, whether they should or not, I don't know. But like, you definitely could. There's a lot of character potential. There's a lot of things that could happen. They left a lot of doors open. It's really cool. I think. And the world is interesting. And even if you didn't stick with that family, like it would be neat to see what this world looks like in a hundred years or a hundred years ago. I mean, it's cool. Like it's neat. Like they built something fun, but I don't really, I kind of like, I thought it was interesting that they brought that up, but the smash cut is kind of to me, like representative of the fact that they didn't really think it through. They didn't seem like extra motivated by what happened to Nina. The, the only thing that it really motivated them not to become monsters, which they already didn't want to be. I don't know. Maybe I'm talking too much. No, no, no. That makes total sense. And I like that you said that. Yeah. And, and it fits a little weird with the lesson of Ed giving away his alchemy. It seems like the solution that is put forward by the text of the story is to give up alchemy altogether, you know? Right. Actually, Arthur, that works, right? I mean, that completely tracks with the irresponsibility of it, right? Like, he was more willing to give it away than try to work within a fucked up system. Like Michelle said earlier, with that great allegory that he pointed out, you know what I mean? Like, they play by their own rules. At the center of this entire show, Full Metal Alchemist is essentially a story about somebody being like, how do I fix this? How do I fix this? The system must give me an answer. And at the end, the person realizes... throw the system out. The system so fuck doesn't the system. work. The yes. system is not made to help you, you know? like That idea pervades throughout every theme of the show. Not satisfactorily to any of us for the uh, the political aspect of the show, right? Right. Which is like, yeah, the system is fucked up. And at the end, it seems like everything kind of reverts back to the status quo. Right. I think that the problem is that you have to then concentrate on the individual characters. And you get this idea that alchemy was an individual choice that ed made to give it up and that he has given up that thing but he there's nothing else after that there's no impetus to really induce other people or convince other people that this is a bad system right there's no sort of motivation to change the system or dismantle it it's like the sort of philosophy behind the one ring and lord of the rings Tolkien had it right. You can't use the evil, you know, Dark Lord's power to dismantle him because you're just changing one. It's just a nice Dark Lord this time. Not so, not so nasty. You know, he'll give orcs time off and vacation. Not a king, but a beautiful. I I've never seen. Not, not a Dark Lord, but a Dark Queen. Yes, yes, yes. That, oh, I stronger see, I see. than the foundations of the earth. I've watched this movie many times. I don't know if you've noticed that. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I mean, movies. I gotta so, watch it. I know, I know. <laughs> Michelle, you should be listening to the podcast after you watch them, okay? I know, I know. It's just like, I have a problem where like people tell me to watch stuff and I'm like, in my brain, I'm like, I agree. I should watch this. And I prepare to watch it. And then he watches 10 episodes of Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> and I go watch 10 episodes of Doctor Who instead. And I'm like, wow, I love Doctor Who. You, you pick up the remote and you're like, yes, Lord of the Rings. You've got it like uh, selected and instead your finger like on his own. Uh, 
Doctor Who. Yeah, he enters a fugue state. <laughs> right next to it is just David Tennant. No, 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 come here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not even like new episodes of Doctor Who. It's like the reruns. You're like, I got to yeah, watch that yeah. one again. Oh, it's, it's definitely like, not new episodes that he's doing. <laughs> Look, there's a lot to be gained from watching the fifth Doctor episode, Warriors of the Deep, where it's a submarine and they're fighting against the sea depth. I'm not going to bore you all the details. Oh, thank although you. I know you all would love the details. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Doctor Who is great. My last question to wrap this up mm-hmm. is a very simple question. Why doesn't Winry go with Ed? Oh, we all, I want to know that. I don't have an answer. They right. Should, I don't have an answer. Yeah. Is he going for like years, you know? He brought a very small bag. He's going for a while. Mm-hmm. And, and she's giving him all this advice. And I was like. She should have gone with him 100%. It makes no sense that him. she stayed behind. Yeah, she I was yelling at the screen. Well, we, we were. I was watching with some. We were both yelling at the screen like, go with him. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah. You love each and other. That Winry's very last line of the series is so weird. Yeah, it's like men who sit around are boring. Yeah, it was like, besides, and it like, her oh, yeah. face changes to like something we've never seen before. <laughs> like this, right. like, she looks right like at the screen. Her eyes are like closed while she's talking. Men who sit around all day doing nothing are boring. <laughs> she looks straight at the screen, right into your soul. <laughs> that was like the most unwinry line ever. She points at you and says, men who do podcasts all day are boring. <laughs> <laughs> I would have liked to see them kiss or something. I don't know. My my little old fashioned. I mean, I was really mystified by, oh, what a chaste little hug. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Kiss. They have babies and the, you know. I was mystified by that because I think I saw the little graphic and I was like, they have a kid? Is How far forward did they flash here? And then it's like, oh, this, this is, seems like very sort of, what is the exact age range that they're going for here because it feels like it's like for seven-year-olds or something like that like come on like at least if you're 12 or 13 you're watching this you've kissed once at least i think yeah i kissed lots of people when i was 13 right it's it's like everyone watching this was like kiss 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 no yeah. just me okay no no, <laughs> no, I, no was. I, think, I was we were all, I was like, we all wanted that i think i was just like mystified why they didn't and i was like yeah oh, they're gonna hug what the fuck is that? We cited a while back this quote about Aquara that she was like, men should be buff and women should be vavoom. And we were like, yeah, that's pretty cool. How like, oh, there's a lot of sexualized women and they kind of flaunt their sexuality and they're not ashamed of it. it. It doesn't feel like fan service. But at the end of the day, it's very like, it's not really sex. <laughs> it's just this like hinting at sex. The, when you think about it, think about all the like, think how many times the show has done the these two people like each other and they have like coded romantic language but they never touch each other like there's may and al and there's roy and reza and there's mm-hmm. ling and lon fawn and there's like to a certain degree olivier they, you and know Miles. you're right they never they never really kind of give you what you want right with the shipping like they want you to ship but the ship never comes to port you could even see that picture at the end with may and al and be like well, May is just there as a friend. She's not there as, like, Al's girlfriend, you know? Yeah, well, I guess the fan artists need something to do, you know? A lot of shipping and no handling, I see. Shipping okay. and no handling. Ah, oh, God. Very well said. We have, like, what's it called? <laughs> we have, you. We have... Um, shipping and handling. We have, like, five, like a couple segments. We should just rattle through them because it's the last time we can do them. So we Oh, yeah, sh- let me look at him. Let me look at him. Okay, so anime correspondent. Has anyone done any, seen any other animes? No? No. Okay. Moving on. End of that segment. 
That was a batshit segment. Was there a black character in this episode? <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Play the black character theme. Here okay, play it. Uh, we did First Take Theater. We're not going to do haikus. We don't have the time. Haikus are just no... Uh, let's go into the positivity garden. Everybody walk in. Everybody say something positive. Well, go, you go, already go. said your one positive thing earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so... Let's get out of the positivity garden. Okay, we did the recap. Shipping and handling. Let's just play the theme real quick. Shipping and handling theme. All right, that's it. Oh, wait. Where in the world is Greedling? Here we go. Where in the world is Greedling? Uh, Greedling doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> wait, <laughs> oh, sorry. Where in the world is Lanfan? There we go. Where in the world is Lanfan? Lanfan was, in, if you actually notice, Lanfan was behind Ling's chair, <laughs> just poking out <laughs> of Ling's chair in the credit sequence. I don't know if no, that, anyone that's knows that. That's good for her. Funny joke And theme. I guess the only one left is uh, you got to activate the trapdoor. Okay, activate that <laughs> um, trapdoor. No, headcanon. Oh, headcanon. Oh, you're right, headcanon. In my headcanon, Pride is a, is a good boy, and he's going to grow up and be a good boy until everyone he knows and loves dies, and he continues to go on, and then his things are not going to go well. Great. Activate oh, no. the trapdoor. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> okay, and then all the steps as you run back. Step, 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 step. <laughs> okay, and you're back. All right, sorry about that, Carla. We just had to run through all our segments, get them out of the system. <laughs> all right, with um, fun final segment. Let's talk about what we're going to do next. So next week, we should have a best of season five episode for all of you. Then after that, we're going to have a wrap up. We're just going to like wrap up our thoughts on Brotherhood. We're going to rank all the characters. We're going to talk about our favorite moments, give our final grade for the series, make a conclusion, all that. We're also going to talk about any changes to the show's format we're going to do for next season. Then after that, we have a bevy of bonus episodes for you guys. A bevy? Uh, we have the 2017 live action movie with Matt and Sienna Jaco. We're going to watch the live action movie. We have OVAs. Coming up, the four OVAs. Why don't you tell people uh, what that stands for? Original video animation, I there think. You, there we go. We're going to have two brand new guests and two returning guests. I will not tell you who's who. And then we're also going to have one final bonus episode, which is going to be the best fights of the show with returning guest, Sadiq Yusuf. So best stay tuned. fights. Best fights of the show with Sadiq Yusuf. So stay tuned for that. And now that we've given you a look into the future of the show... It's time for us to grade this episode on a scale from one to five stars. Not stars. We should use pandas because this is it. No we more should pandas. Use pandas. Let's, Let's use pandas. Yeah. All right. A one to five pandas. I'll give this four pandas. What? I have problems, but I liked it. What can I say? I'm a creature of mystery. Much like pandas. Yeah. yeah. Much like pandas. Creatures of mystery. I give this a five panda out of panda. <laughs> I don't know what to say. It was great. You know, it was, it was a great last episode. It was a great send off. It wasn't perfect, but I think it tipped over into five stars for me because of them coming home and Winry opening the door. I'm going to go right along with that. I'd like to give it, it was like but weirdly edited. Like it was just, it almost felt like it needed to be longer or, or I don't know. And also I really don't love what happened with um, Mustang and the stone and, and all the, the implication is very strange to me. But that being said, it was so nice and it was such a fun show to watch and it wrapped up and I was emotional about it and I was happy to see how everyone you know moved on and I just got to give it five pandas out of five pandas yikes you guys are gonna hate me I would <laughs> give it four four out of five pandas and then I'm gonna take back a panda because <gasps> of the Colonel Mustang honestly just really sort of 
gave me like um, making me feel bad. End of Harry <laughs> Potter vibes. Right, we've, right. We've replaced all the bad people in the bad system with good people in the system, and now it's a good system. Yay! You're scary. We all me. love Kingsley Shacklebolt, don't we, folks? <laughs> <laughs> I hate. I hate that I know that name. Now that we've reached the end of this era, it's time for us to thank our guests for coming. So thank you so much, Carlo. Thank it was you. a pleasure having you here. Thanks for having me back on here at the end of all things. Wow. Yes. Oh, and Sam. at the end of all things, it brought you back to me. That's a Lord of the Rings reference, Michelle. That's a Lord of the Rings Is reference. it? Yeah, sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. I'm referencing Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Uh, you don't okay. know because you haven't seen the movies. <laughs> <laughs> Just like firing references over Michelle's head. Oh, Sam. Carla, where can people find you online? You can find me online. I host Podside Picnic. We have several free episodes, but if you want to pay join us. up and listen to the, yes, and you want to pay us money for our awesome takes, mm -hmm. uh, we are at patreon.com uh, slash podside picnic. I have my own website where I have a lot of my writing uh, listed uh, elsewhere on the internet, uh, alignofink.com. And if you want to hear my shit takes and shit posting on twitter.com, I am at KJY1066. And can you please give us the final, well, not, not the final, but the final in Brotherhood, Full Metal Alchemist, just like the interstitials. Full Metal Alchemist. And if you tried so hard and got so far, but in the end, it did matter, don't forget to follow us on Twitter. And if you want to make Metalist. friends along the way. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> That's twitter.com slash Subscribe to us on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. If possible, leave us a review or recommend the show to a friend. We'd like to thank Sarah Lerner for managing our Tumblr. You can check that out at fullmetal-analyst.tumblr.com. <laughs> Watch out, there are spoilers there. Well, now it doesn't matter. <laughs> now it doesn't. I'm going to go check that out because I've never seen it. I have <laughs> well, never been on Tumblr. Yeah, for I'm those going. If you're watching the first time, welcome to a Tumblr page. Yeah. yeah. You've just started listening to the podcast. You really should start at the beginning, not the very end of the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> We'd also like to thank Camilla Franklin for doing our podcast art. You can check out more of her work by following her on Instagram at Camillastrator. If you like this episode and would like to hear more, why not subscribe to our Patreon? For just $2, you receive extended versions of each episode a week early. That's right, you can listen to next week's episode right now by going to patreon.com slash And how? You're saying for $2, I could get extended editions early? Yes! Wow. That's it. Wow. $2 a month, that's less than the price of a cup of coffee. Yeah, for the- It actually is. That's really inexpensive. And how do you manage to go forward in time, Michelle? It's amazing. You have a time machine. Is that a Lord of the Rings reference? I don't get it. It is, actually. When the dwarves delved too greedily and too deep, they awoke in a, a time machine. You, you've got, you, you get the, the episode a week early. I mean, how do you do that? Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. How do we do it? That'll be all for now. We'll see you all next week. Until then, thank you for coming on this journey with us. And as always, stay frosty.
I gotta come up with a better sign off, but uh, I will come up with a better sign off next week. Um, stay, stay frosty, <laughs> and remember to never get stabbed with blood. Never get stabbed with blood. Oh no no no! And remember, lust uses a telephone. <laughs> yeah, all is one, one is all, all that stuff. Okay, see you, folks. Bye. Yeah, that was great. Great, that was really fun. Good job. Good work, everyone. Craig, you can stop now. Craig, hold on. <laughs> The thing that's recording us. Craig, you can stop.